You're listening to Campfire Conversations, brought to you by Three Rivers Land Trust. Connected to the land, committed to conservation. All right, so we warned you we were going to be gone for a couple of weeks, or at least maybe I said a week last time. It doesn't matter. Yeah. We uh, took a little hiatus from the podcast for various reasons, a couple of them being we just didn't have time to put one out. So we're back, and we've got guests today, which we're excited about, and we'll introduce in just a second. But first, uh, I want to give a shout-out to Backcountry and Beyond. A lot of the stuff we're going to talk about today those guys can be your first stop in outfitting you for these type of adventures if you want to go on them. And also, you know, we've got prayers and thoughts out to the owner, Backcountry Beyond right now, going through a tough time, and we are there thinking of him. And anything we can do, we want to do it. And so hope you go share your support and uh, support for the Land Trust, support for those guys, and shop at Backcountry Beyond. Yeah. So 100%. Let's uh, – you want to introduce everybody? Yeah, please. Um, I think that's the biggest pet peeve is we don't introduce folks Yeah, at, very well. All right, um, so today we have Braden Rakes um, and Heather Rakes, his wife. Um, Braden just won last year right before COVID hit a tournament with the Big Bass Tour in Florida, and Heather works for the Big Bass Tour doing social media and stuff. Also, there's a, kind of a team. In terms of filming and fishing and a bass catching team, a bass catching team <laughs> like Cody and his son Boone, just yep. a, just a fish catching team. Yep, that's right. There you go. So, um, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself, just whatever you want to say, and then we'll get we'll get into some questions. Yeah, well, uh, we've been traveling and fishing the Big Bass Tour events for probably seven years ish, mm-hmm. something like that, maybe. So maybe we've been longer, fishing for yeah. a long time. Somewhere in the a uh, few years in, they uh, were seeing us a lot, weighing in fish and that kind of stuff. And like, hey, this couple's kind of cool. So they pulled her in to do social, and uh, so yeah, we got to travel and fish and um, live an adventure for the last few years, and it's been a lot of fun. We ended up winning in uh, Harris Chain last year in Florida, and. After that, I uh, decided to fish the Opens this year. So this year, we fished the Bassmaster Opens, and i um, going to be doing that in the years to come, I think. So. Oh, that's so awesome. I didn't know that, so we're going to talk about that, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, basically, so I'm sure we're going to talk about it some, but the cool thing about the Big Bass Tour is that, uh, you know, we'll have – people come up throughout the day what time's weighing i'm like it's all day mm-hmm. you can yep. l- literally fish are coming in every hour they pay the top 10 places every hour and so i was before i was working for them i was coming to hang out on the weekends i had free just to see you know when he was going to come in and watch uh-huh. and uh, a lot of cool things going on so i'd hang out and finally a few years in they were like hey do you want a job and i was like heck yeah i want a job <laughs> <laughs> so wait, we get paid to be here <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. I'm gonna. I want to be here anyways, and yeah. So I've been working now for five years for the Big Bass Tour, and yeah. So she she yeah. got to be paid 
to uh, to be there and uh, help with some of the social media pictures and stuff while I got to fish. No, yeah. it's the best, so best, best case scenario. So, you know, yeah. she had something to do, and I got to fish, and it was great. Yeah. yeah, that, is, yeah. that is a win-win. It Where is. do I sign up? <laughs> so... Um, I've just learned about the Big Bass Tour. This is, you know, this isn't necessarily my world, but I I love the idea of it. So correct yes. me where I'm where I'm wrong here. I think it's somewhat open. Like anybody can anybody s- can fish. I like that. Mm-hmm. So anybody can fish. Yeah. You sign up online. Yep. Mm-hmm. And let's get that. What's that website right off the bat? BigBassTour.com. BigBassTour.com. Yeah. All right. And you can sign up for their three day events. Correct. You can sign up for one, two, or three days. One, two, or three. So, for instance, let's say uh, your son's in sports and he's got a game on a Saturday. You could sign up for Friday, Sunday, if you so choose. And uh, so, guys have really liked. It used to be just a two-day format, and but in the past, what two years now, we've been doing three-day events, and guys are really liking that because of family obligations or, you know, whatever might pop up. You still have guys fishing all three days. Um, but some guys like the uh, availability of being able to pick and choose which two days they want to fish, which is and really you're, nice. You're not necessarily handicapping yourself in a terrible way by not coming to all three days because the format that Heather was just talking about is that every hour there's a weigh-in. Yep. And there's prizes on those hourly weigh-ins up to the biggest fish caught that hour gets thousand dollars correct yes, that's and correct the top 10 placers in that hour get, get paid, paid. Yep. Mm-hmm. which is cool so I mean, you really awesome. only have to catch you know one quality fish for the event and you got you to know get your entry fee back. get your entry fee back for that day uh-huh. the risk reward for that event is incredible oh yeah. i loved it i mean i there in my opinion i think you'd be hard pressed to find any other tournament trail to, that pays out on that level. Yeah, I because just think it'd be very hard to find. It, theoretically, you could weigh in seven fish a day because you can weigh in once an hour. Mm-hmm. So you know, Braden would weigh in, and you know he might would get a first place check, and then maybe like a third place check, and then you know each day, and that adds up. So right. these guys have really good opportunities to win. So what's a, the entry the entry fee? Entry fee is it's uh, so for all three days yeah. it is two forty yeah, I believe for all, right. three days. all three it's days not bad. and really not bad. so not bad. this year we implemented a youth division so if you are twelve or under you have to fish the youth division but it, the cost for if you want to fish one two or three days doesn't matter seventy five bucks and if you win the youth division you get five hundred yeah what so how where's the where's the pot coming from where's the money from the pool I mean, is there that many people competing? That yeah, there's just... <laughs> so typically we have about 900 that's, anglers on the water. No kidding. That, oh, that was my next well, question. Well, th- that, that's what I was going to say. And so a lot of it, you know, I see a lot of guys start to get frustrated because there'll be 50 boats on their spot. Mm-hmm. But the, everyone has to remind themselves, this is a one-fish tournament. Mm-hmm. This is You do not need five fish. It's not whoever catches the most fish. You really only got to catch one good fish a day, and you're in the game. Well, that's what we were just talking so, about. Like, I love any tournament where... One, you go from a hero to zero with one hook set. One fish, man. Yeah. Um, that's it. Anytime there's a tournament like that, that's that's where I want to be. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you'll see, you know, being with the tour for so long, I've seen guys that have fished our events for years, and they'll come in, you know, several times a day and may get, you know, a couple hourly checks. But a lot of times the person going home with the boat, not the case with Braden, but a lot of times it's somebody that that was the only fish they weighed in all weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know? Which is awesome. So yeah. it's, it's just one bite. And so as a tournament angler, you're feeling like, I'm never out of the game. Whereas mm-hmm. when you're in a five fish tournament, there's probably a moment in the day where you go, yeah, I'm not, I'm not probably not taking this thing home today. Mm-hmm. And now it can change in a moment, I know. But with the one, one bite wins it all, it's like, I still got this till the very last yeah, second. Yeah. It kind of like breeds a positive mental attitude. You know, it, it should help. It, it should help. Should help with it. It. Like you, you get into like day two and you haven't caught one single good fish in a normal formatted tournament tournament. And you're like, I'm totally out it's of this. Done. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. like, and like with your format, it doesn't matter. You know? No. So we hosted MLF. Yeah. Um, we had them come here and we were the host organization for them. So we put them up in the motel, the whole nine yards. Really? All the, all the big guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's sick. Um, yeah, everybody, KVD, Mike Iaconelli, all of them. Yeah. Mm. Um, and uh, they, uh, that whole system is totally the opposite. Yep. Uh, it's all about how many, it's numbers. It didn't wait. Exactly. I mean, if you catch a big fish, it helps. But if you catch 40 10-ounce fish, exactly. that's also really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so that's a, that's a totally different concept from the way I think bass fishing was going with MLF to go to the, the one fish we're targeting only these giants. Yep. And, you know. Maybe we've cast all day with a giant bait and it's, it's catch de- one. It's definitely changed my personal approach on the lake. You know, when you're fishing for one bite, what you throw, where you go fish, everything changes a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not really like you're stalking, yep. you know, big groups of fish where you can go get a limit. Yeah. You're kind of just hunting that trophy. Yeah. The trophy. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously. I got, I got a lot of big swim baits and a lot of crazy stuff mm-hmm. in the box that just – I throw all day, and if I don't, if it doesn't work out, I got all day tomorrow to throw them, and I don't really sweat it. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of been a, a mind shift for me this year, shifting mm-hmm. from fishing those events to fishing back to a five fish format. Yeah, where it was like, I don't know, I, like it's so funny because I'm I'm not somebody who stresses out, so like I don't really think until like the last hour. So on day two, and the Bassmaster opens down on Harris Chain, I didn't have like a bite at like. Mm-hmm one o'clock and that was when it hit me i was like okay we gotta get some fish in the boat but it's funny because i think it took me way too long to hit that point where it's like okay now we gotta go catch some fish because it was like i you know it was so programmed to just take my time not get in a hurry just keep cruising looking for the one Mm. you know and it's just yeah so it's it's a real it is a real mental shift to fish those events for sure. one thing that we were just talking about was um strategy like if, say we signed up for the next tournament like how do you do it is there is there a size where you're like i'm in the chips here this is worth me going in and seeing if i'm number eight on the list and are you catching a fish and like fishing for 45 this is what cody's strategy was he's like i'm fishing for 45 minutes and i'm gonna have all the fish in the live well and then i'm gonna have the biggest one and at 45 minutes i'm going in and just seeing if i'm like in the chips here uh, what is like? What is the strategy yeah, when you have so that many anglers? What I was it? thinking is, is so top of the hour when it's blast off or whatever, and you take off to fish, and say you catch three fish in that time period, you put them all in the box, and then when it's like ten minutes till weigh in, you got time to rip back. You look in there and cull everything but your best fish and run it back. Is that the strategy here? So we make it really easy easy for the anglers. Because we not only send out a text message towards the end of the hour to let you know it's winning, at all times on your phone, you can pull up a live leaderboard that refreshes itself every few seconds. So you don't have to waste time coming back. You don't have to waste a second. You Mm -hmm. can look at it and go, I'm not going to make that. 
let's keep fishing. Or you look at it and go, we got a shot. Let's go do this. So Uh each angler's got three fish in the boat at a time. They're allowed to. And so what an experienced big bass tour fisherman does is he comes in, if he's got a decent fish at the end of the hour, he weighs it. And then he waits for that hour to flip over, and he empties out that live one, weighs the next one. Okay, I got you. I got you. You know so what he I mean? Can ha- so he can hold three fish in the live yeah. well, and so he can weigh in the one, and then it's out of the game. It's out. Once of the game. hour switches over, he's like, "Well, I'm going to go ahead and be first in case nobody catches a fish, even if it's a small whatever." That yeah. or just you know, you're maximizing your time on the water at that point. Oh, you're yeah. going, "Okay, I got another decent fish." Now, if it's not decent, you might go, "Ah, let's go back fishing and see what happens." But if they're both decent, yeah, go ahead and and don't waste time coming back and forth you know the guys that are coming in early in the morning like first thing right at 8 a.m when the scales open typically we're all you know the team we're going it's got to be a good one mm-hmm. for them to be there to waste waste that hour yeah, I, I say that. Sure. you know what i mean but yeah we i mean we make it so simple for the anglers okay that's awesome yeah I like that's that. exactly what i thought mm-hmm. yeah okay yeah I'm, I'm on board mm-hmm. i'm on board with it so are you guys familiar? So, when did this when did this whole tournament trial start? Like, is this how new is this? Shoo, they okay. So, our bosses um, ha, that own the tour. Oh, I know where you're going. <laughs> they started on Conroe in, in, in Texas. Texas. Okay, and that was what twenty long some years ago. ago. They've been doing that tournament for a long time. They just brought it to our coast. The they last. slowly have been adding on events each year so Mm -hmm. for instance this year was the first year we've ever fished at eufaula um and it's a mix of things you know one of the biggest things they got to look for is lakes that can hold the number of anglers that we carry you got nine so you're telling me so example we if we if you guys host an event at high rock there's going to be 900 boats show up on that event so Mm, I'm going to say no, probably. But so the events that have been in, in the tour for the longest, obviously, they carry a lot of anglers. Mm-hmm. They, it definitely builds to that point. It okay, builds to that point. But so a starting year may look more like 500 anglers. Mm-hmm. But because like, of, that's still incredible. It's yeah. incredible because the, the, our, the guys that own this, honestly, I just have to brag on them, uh, Keith Odom and, and uh, Mark Jones. They're brilliant because what they do is they provide this. When an angler shows up to their event, there's no going, well, I hope we get a certain number of boats so that the payouts come. I hope they've always paid out. It is guaranteed. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Boats show up. It's guaranteed. So even if they're going to lose money, even if paid out. Yeah, these guys. That's what that was my earlier question of where's the pot come from? So they're no matter what. Probably sponsors. I'm assuming y'all have a lot of sponsors along with amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah, amazing sponsors. Bass Pro Shops, Cabela's, um, Encoda, Hummingbird, Nitro, Mercury and and yeti and you know all these mm-hmm. amazing yeah. companies but uh yeah the, it's guaranteed no matter what so even if it's the first year to lake and it's not going to hit 900 anglers you're still taking home a boat if you if you bring in the biggest fish i read a story on the website about some kid who couldn't drive yet went in the boat yeah mm-hmm. yes, yes. Yeah, that happened. yeah i think that you know that was on murray wasn't it is that murray i may have been oh in that south carolina yeah before it started right yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's been a couple like crazy stories just 
Um, there was one on Douglas a couple years ago. The guy was in the lead and actually brought in a bigger fish. I mean, he beat himself. Yeah. Right? That's like that was my next. That was a good. Okay, so I want to stop and ask a question. Yeah, yeah. So if you, so you catch a really nice fish, and you've caught two, so you wait for the clock to roll over and you weigh in your second largest fish, and you're on the leaderboard up until and you go back fishing. Then you catch an even bigger one. Are you going to run back? Can't weigh in that hour. You can't weigh. So if you weigh in once in an hour, that's it. That's, that's it. it. Okay. You're, you're locked but in. But you hold it in for the next hour. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. And then what if you catch the three biggest fish in the whole tournament? What happens is you only have one fish in the top leaderboard? Yeah. So we our, our leaderboard on site shows who's in the top ten that hour, who's winning the youth division, and also has a side over here that shows you – top 10 biggest fish overall for the whole event and a lot of people come up and say oh what do they get for that Mm -hmm. you don't you win your hour okay gotcha bragging rights just to say i was second in the whole event and i and i got a thousand bucks for that fish Uh but yeah you know if i played my cards right unless i waited in the same hour as the fish that won the whole thing but um but if yeah. you ain't first, you're last. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Yeah. So, so we're asking a lot of rules questions, and we'll let's clarify the ground rules first. So, in some bass terms, you're not allowed to use a landing net. You got to lip them all. Landing nets are allowed, mm-hmm. which I like. I think that's the ethical way to land a fish. Anyway. Agree. So that's cool. Um, that's a twist from traditional mm-hmm. bass fishing. Sure. Fishing. Um, what's uh, one person fishing on per boat? You can have up to three. Yeah. Up to three. So you can have a boater and two non-boaters on a boat. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it kind of breeds like a fun environment. Well, it gives you the ability to take people that may not do it regularly because they don't own a boat. Well, you, you, yeah. see, you see a lot of guys, too, like if they have their normal fishing partner and then their little kid wants to fish with them yeah. that weekend in the youth division – you know, I think it's a great way to bring out your kid, let mm-hmm. them fish in their own division, mm-hmm. and you and your fishing buddy still get to have your normal tournament. And then if he catches a huge fish, you're like, hey, put this exactly. on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, that's, you know, that's the crazy thing is they, they actually poly you. So, like, so they, you, okay, I was going to ask that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so if you – they randomly poly people, but then also, like, if you have – you know, the biggest fish, you're definitely getting pollied. Yeah, so, that's so, good. I mean, yeah, I let's give the listeners some background. So maybe not, I'd say the majority of our listeners are totally down with the lingo here. But in case you're not, in case you're not a, you know, you don't follow fishing tournaments or you don't watch it on television. So yeah, don't watch Law & Order. Or anything that, <laughs> anything that involves grand amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times when it's a competition, there will be a polygraph test to the winners. Um, if there's any um, contestion amongst contestants, um, there'll be polygraphs, um, stuff like that. So they take it serious because they're giving away large sums of yep, money. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. So that, exactly. that's what's going on there, um, and that's what he's talking about. Um, I got so, a, I got another question about the tour and everything. Like, say you have a first-time event or any event. Um, what percentage of anglers are coming out that are, like, we always come out to all the tournaments. We travel for this. And then what percentage are just like local people? Say we did one. There was one at High Rock or whatever. What percentage is just people around that are like, this is awesome. I can come out with my kids and just do this for fun. It's a great question. I, they could give you the exact numbers oh, on yeah, it. Oh, yeah, they could. I, I, um, I would say you'd be surprised how many people actually travel, though. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's why they try and pick a lot of like, you know, bucket list lakes, too. So they go to the lakes that I think people already want to go fish. Like Gunnersville is a lake that yeah, I think yeah. everybody's like, man, I'd love to go to Gunnersville. I'd love to go fish Chickamauga. 
I'd love to go fish Florida Harris chain. And so I think those lakes have such a draw in people's minds already. When they pick them, it's like people are like, I, we got to go there. That would be awesome. So not every lake is, is that way. You know, some lakes are tougher, but a lot of the lakes, I think, kind of have that draw. So mm-hmm. are there divisions like, so I guess geographic divisions. So is there, you know, south like the southwestern division would be like texas louisiana and then southern florida and then mid-atlantic be north carolina south carolina is it like that or is it just like we have an event in texas we're going to have one in alabama we're going to have one in north carolina the latter it's just yeah event by event and i would say even for the, the the travel question the amount of guys that fish every single event it's it's not, it's not many just because that but there's a lot of guys that fish multiple it is, events and right do so travel. so there's like uh the guys that do murray are probably going to do clark's hill the mm-hmm. guys that mm-hmm. do right. um you know gunnersville well a lot of those guys also will do um chickamauga yes yeah. um so there's a there's a couple lakes that kind of feel like a package deal they're not sure. but uh the guys will Fish boat How many boats. tournaments per year are we talking about here? Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> 12. Well, I was going to say, it's okay. been 12, but I know we might have changed it. That's so why I was looking at you. But we added this right. We added you follow. So, so we're thinking 12. one a month, something like that. But or it, am I wrong? Is it 11? It might have been 11 this year. It's uh, Sorry, it's 11. Yeah. It's 8. Eight in the spring and three in the fall yeah, that's this right. year. Okay. Right. So April's pretty full. They're all, there's one like every weekend yeah. in April. So you pretty much just need to, if, like, if you're a working dude, you just need to take off the month of April and fish. Pretty much. I got you. Yeah. I'm going to get behind that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that, so that, uh, that Claire, Sam, Sam ran to go figure out what's going on with the TV. The thing quit working. Oh. Um, uh, but. Why Not a big is, deal. Ow, is there a tissue anywhere? Uh, if you, I tell you what, we can pause it. Go through the door. You'll see a like water cooler and a fridge and stuff. Uh-huh. There's all that kind of stuff right okay, over there. Okay, sorry, my allergies. Are yeah, I got them too. Okay, back to record. We took a little break there. Um, Sam was creating tons of distractions. Yeah, sorry, I had to, I had to go get our <laughs> our tech whiz to get the screen back up. We don't know how to podcast or operate television. <laughs> uh, but. So while we were taking a little break, we were just talking about um, talking about how much I, you know, everybody wants to fish this thing. I want to fish it. I didn't even really know about it until you know started talking to these guys. But um, he was said he was just saying that you can be as it can be as stressful or as least stressful as you want it, you know, because there's a way in every hour, so you shouldn't stress too much. Uh, and I was telling him I'll, I'll make it stressful if I fish <laughs> it. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, you know it's all about what type of person you are and how you how you treat. The competition but i think going into it with the mindset of there's an opportunity every hour that's awesome mm-hmm. i mean that's a that's a great great way to maybe teach me to not stress out over fishing competition <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or any competition but especially fishing the mm-hmm. other cool thing is if you're one of the first 200 anglers to sign oh, up yeah you get a free rod 250 actually a free rod mm-hmm. free rod so you get a you basically get your entry fee yeah, back if you're your entry fee back if you're a how do they do this? Yeah, I don't. And that makes sense. That's to why me. I don't understand when people don't like fish them. I'm like, literally, like your entry fees pretty much pay. You buy a rod, you get to fish a tournament. Yeah, it's it's like to to take away from another nonprofit. It's like when you join DU to get the jacket. You bought mm-hmm. the jacket, and then yeah. you're a member of mm-hmm. of, of a you know conservation mm-hmm. group. You know, 
we don't give jackets away here at Three Rivers. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but you can, but you, you can you buy still, one. You can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. Uh, and then buy a membership too. <laughs> and we don't give rods away. <laughs> well, people we'll come up to. all the time. They're like, hey, can I buy one of those rods? And I'm like, no, they're. They're exclusive. No, mm-hmm. they're not. But they're they are just for the anglers that signed up early. That's so cool. cool. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Here's the here's the real deal though. It's I mean it's almost like Black Friday. I feel like to some extent because when they release so they'll release the schedule typically around November first, mm-hmm. and then registration opens like December first. We announce it, and it's like everyone knows like that's the day to sign up. There uh-huh. are a few lakes that if you aren't within that first hour. You're it's not done. getting a rod. What, oh, you're not getting a rod. No. I got you. you yeah, got yeah. No, you can it. sign up until the night before. So there's no cap on how many people they're no, going to take. No, no cap on how many they'll take. You can sign up until usually uh, 10 p.m. online the night before. Um, so maybe, let's say it comes to town and you go, I'm not sure. I don't know if I'll be off work. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yep. And, or even, you know, you go out on Friday and like, what's this all about? I've never seen it before. Because you know, a lot of guys, they'll come in skeptical. Like, what is this deal? I've mm-hmm. never heard of this. I've never seen anybody guarantee payouts like this. So they'll come by and check it out. And they're like, well, can I still enter? I'm like, yeah, for Saturday and Sunday if you sign up by 10 p.m. online, you know? Oh, I, I cannot wait for this. I think get a little more to be local somewhere yeah. close again. There's So they said they do Murray. I can't wait. Yeah, uh, Norman. Murray, Norman. Yeah, Norman. Norman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Any Smith plans? Mountain. Any plans to Smith Mountain? Okay. Yeah. yeah, Smith Mountain Lake is a lot of fun. Yeah. That's one of my it's favorites. Smith Mountain's a good place to be. Now that one I is coming back uh, in, the fall. in the fall. Yep, that's Smith Mountain. Hmm. Keep mm-hmm. that in mind. Mm-hmm. I would. It's a good um, one. Do y'all have plans to do the Yak and Chain ever? I I don't know. You know, I think it, it. They really a lot of it too is like um, host cities or groups. You know, kind of want them to come in, and that's how chambers of commerce mm-hmm. and. Um, I mean, but they, they we maybe can facilitate getting getting some yak and chain action going. I mean, yeah, we I mean, brought MLF here. I think we can. I think we can do it again. Hey. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I mean it's the same. It's the same. Well, thing. and so yeah, you mentioned a couple of those guys, KVD and and so on. I won't act like we're best friends with him, but we know him, and uh, the guy, our bosses for sure, are friends with him. And uh, so yeah, I mean, same same group, kind of. You know, they're all mm-hmm. they oh, all yeah. know each other. Small world, it's sure. small world. world yeah, such yeah. a small. Community. It is a small community. I think that was one of the crazy things I realized. Like the more we've been around it, is just how small the group is. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So for guys, they're all nice guys. For the they most are. Part, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, they're amazing. Yeah. So somebody like yourself who's been going to these tournaments for seven years or whatever it was, you know you. Those odds, like, yeah, it's, it sounds like a fun time. It sounds like, why not sign up? You know, I can go get a rod or whatever. But if you're doing this to, like, like man, this isn't playing the lottery for me. This is, like, a job for me. Um, I know I can get some money. Is it, like, you've, you're one out of 900. Do you feel pretty confident going into a tournament, like, I can at least catch one of the biggest fish per hour during this tournament? Just, I mean, are you confident in your skill set going into them or is it just kind of a fun thing? And me personally, yeah, you personally. Oh, I don't, I, I'm, I'm there. I'm there to get, I'm getting there to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I, I feel like I, I do my homework Uh and I know most of the lakes that they go to pretty well. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I run my system and we get it done. Pre-fishing. Yep. What's the rules on that? 
there are no. Uh, you just got to be off the water by six o'clock the on Thursday. Yeah. But then once the tournament starts at three p.m. when that last weigh-in is done, yeah, it's no, you no have efficient. to get off the water. You can no longer use your device, your electronic devices We've to had locate so fish. So many guys, you can't have your polygraphs and that kind of stuff too because. They were looking at their graph, or they saw fish driving by mm-hmm. after casted after hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. can't do any of that. Uh-huh. So Just like any tournament, yep. yep when, same. It, yeah. when it's three o'clock, that's it. Don't yeah. be don't be looking over the side of the boat. Don't be looking at your side imaging, mm-hmm. trying to figure something out because you're going to get in there and fail a poly. Yeah, sure. And you can know you can really ruin your chances for the next day have, they, no have reason, you had you know. to, did you get hooked up to the poly when I you did when I you did. won i did yeah. <laughs> was it nervous would you make you nervous or you, I, you, you know you i like, was super nervous just because i've never been in that environment yeah no mm-hmm. Who so has? that was that that was nervous but <laughs> hey, in the we're sense gonna of like, you. oh good i do this every weekend yeah, well, sure. <laughs> criminals and, and that's about <laughs> exactly. it <laughs> so well they bring in like it was like law enforcement yeah. doing it so it was like you know Mm-hmm. I'm hanging out in there, and but as far as like being nervous that, that I did something wrong, I was super confident sure. that I'd play. It doesn't matter though. It doesn't matter so that I'd be know, so nervous, yeah. dude, just like the stress thing. Yeah, dude, they tell me that we're going to go back here in well, this room, and there's going to be a bunch of badges they, around. The way, and they're going to hook me up to this thing. <laughs> the way they ask you the questions too, it's like they're setting you up for something. Oh, you yeah. know what uh-huh. I mean? So it's yeah. like they're trying to get you to like slip. So it's just. And they repeat it forever, yeah. so it's just endlessly. You have. So you to did be, have your side side imaging on after three. Yeah, exactly, right? exactly. No, it's like yeah. it's like really they they and he know they know the questions to ask to get you to say something dumb. I'd so. be like, just keep the boat, guys. I, <laughs> I I answered them all with a smile on my face, even though I was nervous because deep down I did know I was like literally. I didn't. I didn't mess up the kill switch. I yep. had my life jacket on. Like mm-hmm. I had everything perfect. Like yeah. I, so they're they're talking about like, did you ever not wear your life jacket going yep. from one spot to another? Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it's like That's a bad way to get this. DQ'd, well, man. and it, it's funny because like my cousin, he used to fish the events with me sometimes, and I would forget to put my kill switch on sometimes, and he would like chew me out about it. And so I was like, you know, you're right. Like I made a real mental shift to never do that again. And I'm so glad he did because every time you sit down to crank the engine, you're clipping up. Well, I now what the way I do it is I leave my life jacket clipped in. So, and then if I know that if it, the engine doesn't start, it's because I pulled it out or did something. I don't, Uh I don't ever just flick it up and leave it ready to fire without Uh the kill switch on because Mm -hmm. It's just not a good habit. Yeah. I'll end up making it. Well, then it reminds you, too, to put your life jacket back on. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a, I don't know, just keeps me from making mistakes. Yeah. yeah I get that. I get Who was that. filming when you caught that that winning fish? That I'm glad you asked. That was actually um, uh, the Yolo Tech uh, camera in the back of my boat. I just had the GoPro rolling. Uh-huh. And I... I had my dad, uh, my dad was fishing with me that event and he doesn't fish a lot of events with me, but he fished that particular event. And I was like, I, I, I was going down the bank and I saw that fish sitting up there and I said, is the GoPro on? He said, it's on. And I was like, all right, let's catch this fish. <laughs> oh my goodness. Where would people, where would so people? your dad was fishing with you running the net. And that you one was like that event. So just like personally was really cool how it worked out so i bet it was you want a boat well yeah <laughs> it's just personally awesome uh no but so, so we're on our way down there and his dad had planned to fish this one with him 
his mom gets a cold and she's like, oh, I don't feel good. Well, I don't think know. it was a cold. It was around the same time COVID was starting. Oh, right? yeah. So it's very possible she had. We oh, don't wow. know what don't she know. had. I, yeah. None of us got sick. So anyways, yeah. we're going down and she's, uh, she's not feeling good, not feeling good, but we had taken the baby. And so we were like, gosh, I'm going to have to go to work in a couple of days. Like I can't take her. He can't take her. So I call my parents. I'm like, hey, can y'all fly down here? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> his mom's not good. And they're like, yeah, yeah. So my parents fly in. The day they fly in, his mom starts to feel better. She's like, ah, I think I'm good. So at that point, we have literally the entire family there. Yep. And then he goes and catches this fish. And, and it, it just oh, so happened. Everyone's in Florida. Everyone like, was what? there for it. It yeah. was wild. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah, so crazy. So your folks live down there anyway. So they no, they're oh, they're up here too. Oh, they they're up, here, they, yeah. they're up yeah. here too. So everybody they, took ev- the trip. Everybody, everybody took was the down trip. There. And that yeah. brings up a so that brings up a, a point that we're probably not hitting on at all because it, it's not fishing. But like the the amount of economy boost that this this thing is driving huge. coming to every town like small lake town or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like these people are traveling from all over. And spending money on fuel, getting hotel. I guess you guys are getting hotel rooms yep. everywhere you yep, go. Exactly. Um, no, yeah. I, it's it's huge. I know that we definitely bring huge economic boosts to these cities because of just yeah, how many anglers are yeah, that's great traveling to fish it. I mean, yeah. So yeah. even if you don't, I don't know anybody that doesn't like fishing. I have a saying like everybody fishes some at some point in their life. Everybody fishes, whether they stick with it or not. I think if you're Castellon, everybody Castellon, you fish some way or another. Mm -hmm. Everybody (laughs) fish. Um, So like, even if you're not about it anymore, I mean, it's, it's definitely driving more than just, you know, winning, winning boats and catching fish. It's, uh, it's helping out mom and pop stores and big chains too. Really. We were talking about the, the uh, format of y'all's tournament and Cody was like, here we go. Yeah. Uh So the reason I asked earlier, (laughs) when did this start? Yeah. So, it reminds me, and you guys may or may not be familiar. Speaking of, yeah, living speaking in, of small communities. Living in Winston, so I'm from Yadkin County. So, I mean, it's right across the river yep. from you guys. So, yeah. there's a thing. And if you don't know about this, that's don't don't feel bad because I had no I idea did, this I, did, I, did, I didn't grow up there, so okay. I'm, I'm okay. going I, I feel like you probably do know about it. I might this. know, though. Um, so, and it, it's been around a while in North Carolina. It started in Europe, came over here, and it's spread, but it's underground. And it's the carp fishing. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. I feel absolutely. like this is the bass version of that. But and I tell sure, you why because the that. only hour payouts just like at a carp tournament. Yep. And the difference is, you guys are riding two hundred horsepower bass boats. Those guys are riding rascal scooters. Yep. I mean, because it, Sam's laughing because he didn't know any of this. But I told him I was like, you can spot a carp man going down the road. He's got a white van, and there's a rascal scooter on a lift on the back. And inside, he's got all his rods laid out perfectly in a huge, the biggest net you've ever seen. You know, it's so funny, though, because in my mind, or like whenever I talk to people and they tell me they fish, I know when I'm talking to a carp fisherman. Oh, you know it. Instantly. instantly. Oh, yeah. Instantly. Me too. I can, I can spot them at a restaurant. Across, <laughs> dude, I'll, I'll walk in and sit down. I'll bet that guy carp fishes. 100%. 100%. It's wild. I don't, it's just a different, it's just a different it's, breed. Yep. It's, and they're underground. Like it's not. It is. It's, it's not super. But it's, I feel explain like. Explain why the rascal scooter is an important part. Well, of. getting your fish to the payout, to the weigh-in in time, like. It's bank fishing. And you're keeping them alive. It's just like mm-hmm. yeah. any tournament thing. So they're sitting on the bank. It's at a pond, a manicured pond. It's groomed around the edge mode. And you get a – it's 
got those pool like swimming pool dividers in it and you get your section to fish and when you land a carp you hop on your scooter with this fish in your fish bag your weigh-in bag and you haul butt as fast as your little scooter will get you over to the little shack where they're doing the weigh-ins and this is at night i mean most of these tournaments are at night you ride over there they weigh it in then you take him back with your little scooter and and it's just a thing it's like mm-hmm. so golf they develop golf carts mm-hmm. scooter fishing is what i call it now yeah but sure. it's carp fishing they developed these rascal like and you said scooters. you'll have you'll have ponds or pond complexes at these tournaments with like 150 Oh yeah, they're crowded. If you, I told Sam, I was like, "If you've never been to one, no, I've been to one. It's, <laughs> you've been to one. Oh, you've yeah. been to one. Oh yeah, I've never been. To oh, one. I think you would like this being around the bass thing. <laughs> slow down the pace a little bit, <laughs> and like, like there's going to be no fist pumping and woo at a carp tournament. It's all oh. dead, dead calm, dead quiet. I pulled up. I was selling my trolling motor to a guy, uh-huh. and he was at. <laughs> one of these carp ponds at, uh-huh. during an event so i pulled up to sell my tr- my old trolling motor and i'm like what is going on out here this is like the <laughs> yeah. real this is serious mm-hmm. yeah. uh-huh. this is serious i was like yeah. i walked up one i was like oh my goodness <laughs> yeah. like, <laughs> if you don't know about it and then you stumble into it somehow uh-huh. it is it is it's like, real it yeah. is real so anyways i was equating this style of bass tournament to that because i'd never heard of the on the hour weigh-ins with anything other than the carp, carp tournaments and I, I was kind of like you. I stumbled into one of these by accident <laughs> and kind of liked it. Yeah, it. But, yeah, and but, by stumbled into it, he means he. Oh, we fished it. it. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah. We. I was I was taken there and then didn't know what I was getting into. I was like, yeah, well, I'm definitely paying and fishing this. This is. What'd you make your bait out of? Uh, dude, I was generic. I'm not a pro. Like mm-hmm. you know how those. So. Oh yeah, the carp stuff's hardcore. Yeah, nobody's gonna tell you what no. they're like. It's all sweet. Like you put Kool Aid and marshmallows mm-hmm. and and rice pops and and cereal in there. And it's a secret recipe. And, and you mix like, it all up and oh, make yeah. these dough balls, and it all smells like some kind of cotton candy <laughs> oh, thing. Oh, like bubble gum. Or oh something. yeah, <laughs> and that's like their flavors. They'll be like, yeah. oh, this is watermelon bubble gum. This is what I catch. That's what I caught Big Joey on last mm-hmm. week. Because <laughs> yeah. they named the carp too. Because like the owner of the carp pond knows all of them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> dude, it's next level but anyway so i just had generic dough balls Whoa. you know mm-hmm. just like wadded up bread you can't use corn you can use corn pops but not actual like okay. canned corn yo i pulled up on a carp two weeks ago on chickamauga telling you right now big one when biggest it, fish i've ever seen in my life i believe state it. record i promise you this fish was in excess of 50 pounds mm-hmm. <laughs> i i've never seen girth on a fish like I did on that garp, Cody. on that carp. I mean that the tail on that thing was that fat. Like I believe girth. it. I believe it. One of the reasons we didn't put out a podcast last week is we've been working a lot of weekends, and Travis was kind enough to be like, "Hey, y'all can have the week off this week." And we took the week off, and Cody went catfishing, caught a how big was that fish? Oh, um, your the cat. Big, the biggest mm-hmm. one from last week was forty six. So, so I so I'm a catfish angler, and I fish catfish tournaments. I like. I mean, yeah, I, I, I fish mean, everything. Yeah, but I, say I fish. mean, I'll fish a dang carp tournament, dude, right. in a heartbeat. Whatever it is, I'll, <laughs> I fish. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> like, if I had to pick a thing, like I'm assuming you'd pick bass, I'd pick catfish. Okay. Um. But uh, yeah, so I caught a pretty nice one last week. But I, I took the week off and fished. I don't blame <laughs> you for that. I mean, you know, had some other obligations, but fish. How big? How big was it? You said forty six. Forty six was was the one I caught last Where, week. Where'd you catch it at? Well, we'll we'll. Uh, Talk after. We'll talk. I can. Right. I'll tell you this. Yak and chain. All right. Yak and chain. <laughs> yeah. I pretty much, I pretty much just fish the yak and chain for the most part okay. now. Um, but yeah, 
Like fish. That is a monster. Not not my not my personal best. Whoa. Not there. Um, that spot, my personal best is fifty four. Um, a blue blue catfish, both blues. Um, but the week before that, called I'd like a, to take a guess. Mm-hmm. I'd we, like to take a guess where for you. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine you could yeah. probably you probably know this. <laughs> I, I know you have fished this. I know you I, have fished the spot. I probably have. Where, where I, you have? I, I know you have. Um, so Uh-oh. so it's out there. It's out there in the ether. <laughs> uh, but because uh, I got a few places in my mind where let's go, let's talk about let's talk about <laughs> <laughs> let's get back to bass fishing. Let's talk about bass. <laughs> Zoom trick worms. What you think? <laughs> So oh, the yeah. Ned rig, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so uh, the week before we caught a uh, 42 pound uh, flathead, almost in the same spot, but different techniques. Uh, mm-hmm. One was anchored and one was drifting. So, anyways, fun. Like fishing, love fishing. Mm-hmm. We actually have an episode where we're doing the podcast on the boat. We did. Oh. A, we did a podcast no fishing on the boat. Yeah, we did. And it would one. be like it'd be si- silent. You could hear the cormorants in the background or whatever and then you would it was like quiet enough that it would pick up like tick 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 and then hooks that you know it's super cool yeah, so I'm, using, super I'm using 6500 cool. boo garcias with the yep. bait, bait clickers on yep. them you know so when uh-huh. you get a good run it sounded it sounded pretty cool on the microphone <laughs> <I bet it laughs> sounded, yeah. uh-huh. uh, we had dudes writing in being like man i was just foaming at the mouth i was at work yeah. listening to your podcast <laughs> yeah. and, I, he was, and like one guy he texted me he's like why did it take y'all so long to grab that rod? He's like, it ran for five minutes. It's probably, it's probably because it was my rod. Yeah, well, we probably didn't yeah. even hear it. We were just talking and mm-hmm. didn't even wasn't paying attention to what we were doing. But, yeah, so I like fishing. I like all fishing. So I've gone to your YouTube channel and watched a handful of videos, and then you showed me the video of you um, catching the the tournament-winning fish. Is that is- – where people go see that video? Yeah, yeah the, the tournament-winning fish, uh, it's actually uh, on my TikTok. Um, so it's just Braden Rakes. I think it's just Braden Rakes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is. Um, you guys should check it out because it's pretty good. It's pretty, yeah, uh-huh. it's pretty good. And I think it's on my Instagram as well. What's that? Do you um, know? Braden Rakes. Yeah, Braden Rakes. Braden Rakes. Yeah. Okay, cool. At the end, so, we'll, we'll make sure people know how to find it. Too. Yeah, but it, it'd be if you want to if you want to see a, a monster, that fish, man. Oh, it's awesome. That video is awesome yeah speaking of monsters and personal what's your uh, personal best uh large mouth it's a really good question my scale died when i was weighing what i think is the biggest fish i've ever caught it and it died around like 11 pounds and it just turned off so in oh, that 11 can. range i think mm-hmm. is probably my but that 1060 is probably the second biggest fish I've yeah ever sure caught. Mm-hmm. so yeah ready for me to ask a couple of simple questions about bass fishing mm-hmm. oh. you ever eat one I have. I, 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 I'm not proud of it, but I did grow up. <laughs> uh, I did grow up. and my Nothing wrong uh, with it? My aunt and uncle cooked them all the time. Yeah. So we, uh, I was about to say, it's more family that, I don't now, that you know, is into I, it. Now, now I think if you're going to do it, I, I definitely would be more open to taking the smaller ones and that yeah, kind of sure, stuff. Sure. Yeah, I think like if you're in a I don't I'm not I don't really like the flavor of largemouth that much, but if you're going to do it, I think uh, the smaller – pounders are they the way to go agree yeah. definitely agree mm-hmm. yeah and, and i you know i'm it's, it's so weird you know i'm just getting to the point where i want to conserve the resource and manage it well and i think so much of our public water is just i feel like getting abused and if people like me took every you know five fish every trip i went i really think i could put a dent on some of these lakes Oh, i, f- I definitely feel that way about you know some of the places i fish i mean 
I, I totally feel like if guys that are fishing with the equipment that I'm using, doing it the way I'm doing it, kept everything or kept their limit every time, we'd clean it out. Yep. Mm-hmm. Clean it out. Yep. So it's uh, especially the big. I mean, it takes so long for a fish to get double digit. Well, numbers. and that and, and that's me. I think I think it, when we get to those really big fish, it's more of like a respect thing for yep. me. It's like the the amount of years it takes to get to this moment. It's just worth. You know that fish has been. It takes a long time for him to get that big. Yeah, anything, any fish when you hit double digits, it's it's. Uh, I mean, it, it took a lot to get that fish there. Versus, if you take out some of the smaller ones, you you might be doing them a bit of a favor. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, like I, I think Lake I Norman's like, at that point a little bit right now, yep, where, where there's Norman. so many spotted bass taking over. I think it's becoming a problem. I think it's keeping fish from. Maybe I mean I don't you know I don't yeah know no we had level, uh, we had Lawrence Dorsey yeah, yeah we had Lawrence Dorsey who's the uh, he's fisheries biologist here he, he covers Norman and, and Casey uh, Grishiber yeah is that how you pronounce yeah, we it we had Casey yeah. on here and, and she's, she's district she's seven a, she's the district biologist for district seven fisheries and um, we were talking about it and definitely spotted bass or something they want taken out um, I, I, it's 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 a nuisance out there right yeah. now in my opinion you know like I I feel like they're just eating everything it's oh yeah to, like the the largemouth are just – I feel like the amount of largemouth I catch per trip is shrinking. Oh, you're, you're not wrong. That, that, you should I mean, go back. If you listen to one, listen to the one with Lawrence. They, they okay, talk specifically about that and uh, how it, they, they can grow faster. They eat more. They're, they're basically a swimming bucket consuming yep. everything. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, definitely a problem for largemouth. Yep. Um, so, one mean, thing, they're still fun to catch. They are. No, they're, they're, they're a lot of fun to catch, but I definitely think – People need to take some of those yep. home. <laughs> yeah, yep. and they say the same thing. Yep, as that's fisheries exactly, biologists. Exactly what they said. They said um, take them. Another thing that they talked about, which I wanted to ask you, because I've seen some of your videos, and I know that you fish some of our our regions' lakes and stuff. We asked them, kind of going through, like, all right, if you wanted to catch a trophy blue cat, which lake would you go to in the, in our region? So our region is from like Davie County and Iredell County down to like Fayetteville. So the whole Yadkin chain. Um, Norman, Cape Fear, yeah. Lumber, mm-hmm. yeah, um, Norman, Davidson, Clinton. you know that whole area. Is there is there one lake that you're like this is in y'all's region? This is one that I love in terms of just going catching quality fish or numbers or. Uh, which one you want? Quality fish or numbers? Both. Both. Pick quality first, and then we'll go numbers. Quality, I uh, man, it's a really good question. So I guess it, it needs to be, you know, I, I think. There's so many good to choose from right now. Baden, I really like Baden for. Yeah. I think for, they might have some, said Baden for yeah. some quality. Yeah. I mean, you uh, have you fished Tuckertown? I was about to say I've heard Tuckertown's has exploded the last couple years, and I have never been on Tuckertown. I'm not proud to admit it, but Tuckertown is, this is a, a really, good time for our pitch. It's mm-hmm. a really great bass fishery, and it's great for bass fishermen because you can fish techniques that everybody else can't. Weedless, it's super weedy. It's got a problem. Well, uh-huh. see that that makes me happy. I love to fish grass. Oh, you'd and be all about it. It's that's uh, like my favorite. When what was it that old commercial for uh, Mancota? Was it Roland Martin that did the commercial where he's like, if your prop ever wraps weeds on it, I'll eat them. Uh, it was an old commercial. I got a bag. I need to send him full of weeds <laughs> because that lake is covered. It's up. that full. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I got to get out there then. See, that's one of the that's one of the brutal things about being on the road so much. I miss some of these. But I, people have been telling me I need to go out there. But yeah, Baden, like I, I know Baden better because I've just been on Baden. Mm-hmm, yeah, more. Baden's great. I fished the so, night tournaments there some at Baden. Yeah. Baden had a lot of fun on baden i've caught some big fish on baden 
And then um, for numbers, though, I think, man, Norman can be just Mm -hmm. unbelievable. I mean, you can hit over 50 Mm -hmm. in a day frequently. I mean, it's it's like you can really catch them out there. Sweet. Talking of Tuckertown, and I'll give our Three Rivers pitch for – Anybody that you share this, you know, with who may not know about us or new listeners that we have. Yeah, the reason this relates to what your hobbies are and what your professions are, the reason we're all sitting at the same table. Besides loving fishing. Yeah, Yeah. besides we all like fishing is this. Yeah, so, um, gosh, we've given this this talk so many times that I'm going to try to just keep it short and simple. The Land Trust has been working with the state of North Carolina to purchase 4,800 acres along the Yadkin chain. So uh, back in 2019, we closed on phase one, which is the section of the, it's all the Alcoa game lands. It's the been up, in, all the upper reaches of High Rock. Mm-hmm. So yep. everything that's undeveloped in the upper reaches of High Rock, we help protect that. Yeah. So, so it'll stay that way. It was in the game lands program. It was public lands, but people didn't realize that it was owned by Alcoa. Um, and when Alcoa started, left the state, started liquidating all their assets. The land trust, along with the state, got first right of refusal to try to buy it. Uh, so we bought for millions of dollars, uh, helped raise millions of dollars, and gave it to the state so they could buy that 2,400 acres on the northern stretches of High Rock up That's the awesome. Atkin. Now we're in currently phase two, um, which is Tuckertown, the east shore of Tuckertown Reservoir. That's another 24, approximately 2,400 acres um, on the eastern shore of Tuckertown from basically the dam all the way down. That's you guys. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Whoa. And we're getting close. Yeah, and we're going to purchase it just like we did before. Um, we're going to give our money to the state so the state can purchase it. It'll be public land, publicly accessible for the other outdoor hobbies and recreational opportunities, hunting, fishing, everything. But it won't be it, developed. Yeah. The reason it matters to us as bass fishermen and fishermen is it won't be developed, and it'll be great quality habitat. You know, you got to have good habitat on the ground to have good water. Well, it's oh. it's crucial too for these fish to actually grow and be healthy. I mean, that's right, mm-hmm. dude. I feel like without natural bank and the natural grass and the natural things that belong there, these fish don't. I don't want to call out lakes, but I just feel like there's certain lakes where these fish just don't reach. I don't feel like they're super healthy and they don't reach their potential, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's, and it's sad to see around here where I feel like, you know, boats and boating is valued over the, the Mm -hmm. reason having having your, having your boat lift and your, you don't, you don't have to call out the lakes. We know what lakes you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) It breaks my heart. We fish those too, but I mean, yeah, yeah, I totally get it. Um, and so that's, that's why we're all connected, um, conservation wise. And plus, it's just like everything else that you do in the outdoors that's a consumptive user activity, even if it's catch and release, is uh, you're paying a tax on all your all your gear. Your boat, you're paying you're paying a marine fuel tax if you buy it at a marina, but your your rods, your tackle, all that's Dingle Johnson money that goes into a big pot for Sport Fish Restoration Act. So, I mean, we're 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 a pay to play group. Yeah. Which is cool. And all those all those um, lakes uh, rivers. I mean, we're called three rivers for a reason. The river basins that we're in. Um, you know, when you're fishing, we got a bass in our logo, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're we're about we're about it. Yeah. When um, you're fishing the upper stretch of the Agin River above High Rock, or I've been up hopefully, there. yeah, hopefully, if you're fishing, I won a tournament up there. Actually. Oh, no, no kidding! kidding. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. If you're fishing, um, hopefully by this year, Tucker Town, uh, and you're looking at the eastern shoreline and you see 
forested land, public land, no houses, the whole stretch while you're motoring up, you know, that's why we're here. That's kind of what we're doing, raising money for. And so that's kind of the importance of conservation in terms of yeah, all these hobbies. Trying to keep yeah. the McMansions out and keep the, critters, right. keep the critters in. It's important. <laughs> um, it's so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a place for McMansions, just not on Tuckertown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got another sinful question for you. And this is a, this is a question for both you guys, I guess, um, concerning the tournament rules slash your personal opinions on it. And I know coming from Florida, you've probably done it. And if you hadn't, it surprises me. Um, live bait for largemouth. Legal in the tournament? Not no. legal in the tournament. Not legal in the tournament. Should, no. Yeah, okay. But effective. But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you want to catch the fish of your life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. A bluegill. You, you want to see what lives there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. 100%. Some, my personal best largemouth now came while catfishing with a seven inch live bluegill. Um, so I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I grew like bass fishing was me and my dad's thing growing up. And I had a friend who lived next door and we went to the mountains together and his grandparents had a house up there and they had a little lake nearby. And I brought my fish and stuff and we went out and we were brim fishing and caught a brim was reeling it in. And this just monster bass. I mean, I'm talking about double digits, no doubt about it well into the double digits comes up and just eats that whole hand sized brim yep. breaks the line. So we went back to the house and got our bass fish and stuff and start catching brim, bringing them over there. By the end of that weekend, I got, we went to the store twice to get heavier line. <laughs> he broke us off every single time. Some brave. And he, he would come <laughs> up, he would come up eating our brim. We, we hooked into him probably four or five times. God, and, just messing uh, with real. and on the fourth or fifth time, you know, when he comes up, you would see a shadow coming out from oh, under yeah. the stock. And we'd have that brim flopping up around the top. Mm-hmm. The, the last time I distinctly remember him looking like Dennis Rodman. He had, <laughs> I mean, he had hooks all in his mouth. Yeah. And he'd come up and ate it, and he broke us off then, too. But it was like we were fishing off a dock, so he would get us wrapped and uh, fishing my life, and he got off four times. Now's, <laughs> now's, the, now's the time for all that because these bluegill are up spawning right mm-hmm. now. Yep. I mean, mm-hmm. And literally, like, all I'm – I mean, I'm giving myself away right now, but we're having it's, – it's, it's still fun, but – I uh, like right now what I'm doing to target the fish is I'm putting on big bluegill swim baits, mm-hmm. just twitching them over top of these brim beds, and it's unbelievable to see what'll come up. And yeah, how much fun is that? It's it's like the way to catch a big one right now. Everyone wants to go offshore and you know focus on that right now, but it's so sneaky. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of these big big fish are still sitting right up there targeting these bluegill. Yep. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, you see a lot of guys, especially on baiting, a lot of guys are fishing the humps right now out in the middle of the lake um, looking for suspended fish. But I'm with you. I mean, my boy, we were fishing last week, and we were catching some nice ones right up on the beds. Mm-hmm. Yep. They, they, they love it. I mean, it's like – I think it's the best way to catch a giant. Like, if you were – if there was a big fish tournament happening and you want to win the big fish tournament, that's what I'd be doing right now. I agree. I, mean, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah. Regarding – Good advice. Regarding the Big Bass Tour – and promoting that, you know, I guess that's your job. So you, we'll give you the opportunity to promote it, push okay. it, and so take, give your give your pitch for getting getting folks into it. And we've, I think you've already sold everybody. But if there's anything else you want to say, yeah, I mean, I I said this earlier, but I just think the risk reward. There's just not another tournament where you pay in, you know, 
if you're only fishing one day, it's what one ten. Mm-hmm. So you could theoretically pay a hundred and ten bucks if you sign up early enough, get a rod that's worth more than that, mm-hmm. and then go home with a forty-eight thousand dollar bass boat mm-hmm. package. So uh, one that. To the fact that it's an amateur tournament. There's no pros allowed. You're fishing against guys like you or girls like you or kids like you. And um, and, and the fact that you're paying out 10 places an hour. I mean. Yeah, that's crazy. It's just, there's so much opportunity uh, in the weekend to make good on your investment <laughs> and yeah. more more yeah having you know? a hobby that pays you back is definitely the hobbies to have exactly yeah, sure. exactly I'm, I'm on board yeah and it's just so not only is it an amateur event but when you walk across that stage and we take your picture and and scott weighs in your fish and you know it's, if it's you're in the, experience, the top mean. and he's like you know a thousand bucks this hour but i mean you feel like a professional angler. Yeah, sure. Oh, yeah. It's nothing better than show. whipping those fish out of that bucket. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the it's money like, shot, yeah. it's this, it, it's a, an experience really that you're paying for. It's, it's, um, it's the whole shebang. It's, it's an amateur tournament that makes you feel like a pro that gives you winnings. Maybe not like a pro, but you know, good winnings. You know, decently comparable. I mean, I don't want, yeah. I mean, if you win the boat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And let's be honest, I mean, fishing like the opens and stuff, if you're not in the top 40, you're not getting a check, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. So, you only need one fish to get paid, yeah. I mean, it's something to think about, mm-hmm. and. If you need if you need any help or advice, hit me up because I'm not fishing them anymore. So I'd be more than happy. To <laughs> I was yeah. just about to ask. That. So that's perfect transition. Perfect transition to go into uh, what you're up to now. Um, and first, well, second, we'll do this other second. But yeah, talking about the opens. So totally different ball game. Totally different set of rules. Um, it's a not every hour. It's like you said. You know, you may not get paid if you're not even if you're in the top forty. So, let's talk about it. What's uh, are you going? Are you going full on pro? Is that the plan? That's the plan right now. That's the plan. So we're going to hunt it out till we get there. Okay. Um, you, uh, how do you like the system of a boater and a non-boater? Oh, yeah. I I fished them too. That's why I, like I have issues with it. I I I don't want to. I don't. It's <laughs> <laughs> passionate. Yeah, I got to be careful. I yeah, don't don't say don't incriminate yourself or anything. Uh, <laughs> it's really hard for me because I, I do feel like you're you have somebody who's putting out a lot of money to fish for a living. You mm-hmm. have somebody who's trying to fish for a living. Yeah, and then you have somebody in the back of your boat that you don't know that you don't know who's there for a good time, and you're taking to all your spots that you found fish. Yeah, and giving them access to catch the fish that you found before you and potentially ruin your event. I mean, it, it's scary. Yeah. I, and I, I, and I, I had, it. I had a cut, I had, a, I had one bad experience this year. I won't go into a lot of details on it, but I did have a bad experience with a co-angler this year that did hurt me. I would have had, I could have had a really, really good day. And instead I had just a decent day, but, um, you know, it, it's crazy because, yeah, I mean it's just it's 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 a variable that's in it right now, and mm-hmm. we we all got to push through on it. Sure. But I, I th- thought one of the interesting uh, 
Coe's that you had this year, which it was a, it was um, not a bad experience, you said, but uh, his son was fishing the pro side. Yeah. It's just kind of a conflict of interest, if you think about it. Yeah, sure. So it makes it And he, he was actually a really nice guy. And right. I, I, he was one of the people I enjoyed fishing with. But it's still it's still tougher because I'm I'm still giving my spots mm-hmm. to oh, somebody. Oh, well, you're preaching our language right now. To somebody it. who now gets to tell their buddy. Mm-hmm. That's why I won't. That's why I, I would never. I couldn't do it. It's awful. Like it, it's it's it. awful. Like that side of it's it hurts. You know, like you put in all that work to find something for yourself, and now it's public knowledge. Yeah, Cody and I have been working together for four years, and we'll, you know, I'll go woodcock hunting with him or something, and it'll be there's like a there's like a discussion. So probably like, I protect my bird hunting spots the way you would protect your very very best bass mm-hmm. winning spots so it'll be it'll be a situation where like you will be riding in the car and we, every time we're gonna have it where it's gonna be like this is a spot where you tell nobody about this one two you do not come back here unless i'm with you and if you do decide you're gonna come back you better let me know ahead of time and there's no it's not like <laughs> we're friends obviously yeah. but it's yeah. not like a smiling but we could not be friends yeah. real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's it's so funny because i am that way but it's like I – that's why I really only fish with people that I know mm-hmm. locally that are not going to burn me. And if I don't know you, then I'm not taking you to my good stuff. Mm-hmm. We're just going to go have a fun day mm-hmm. messing around. Yeah, it's sure. Totally I good. Mean, and it's it's not even selfish. It's it's you're trying to conserve it for yourself, one. But, two, you want it to be there after you're gone. And if you tell one dude and he tells his five buddies, next thing you know, that spot's no good. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that's well, that's my justification. It's not I, a bad one. And I don't think there's any problem when you've put your time in to find it. No, I, yeah. I think I think the, I think that's that's the problem is is it, I know how long it took me to find it, and mm-hmm. to just give it away the thing that I worked for. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is is and it's something fun. money can't buy. Like yeah. you, money can buy the gear that helped you find it, and you paid for that gear, and it was expensive. Yeah. But you can't buy a good spot. I mean, yep. you just gotta gotta work. You gotta for find it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that we have brings- a whole episode called "Loose Lips Sink Ships." So yeah, yeah I mean, we've talked about we've this talked for about a full it. hour. But talking about the gear and the and the cost of the gear. Mm-hmm. So Sam and I are both gear nuts, like all gear. I love it all, like fishing stuff, ha- camping stuff, everything. Um, and I think if you're a bass fisherman, you're a gear junkie, and you're probably super for sure. And I imagine every bass fisherman I know that's serious about it. It's super organized, like almost OCD. Is he like that at home? <laughs> Our garage <laughs> is a Bass Pro Shops. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And literally, he, and he knows where every. If I asked him mm-hmm. where a Strike King deep dive number three is, oh, he's gonna be you'll like, see oh, it on he'll, the wall. he'll have <laughs> to pull up his uh, TikTok for you at some point. There's some that show the wall in the garage beside oh, the boat. Yeah. They're still in the package. I, mean, a, I got them lined. The whole anytime wall they're on sale, I'm gonna take them all. Pegboard, you know with the. And it's well, just I, all it's hung funny because now I'm getting to the point where I know what I like, I know mm-hmm. what colors I like, I know what baits I'm going to use, and I buy that, and that's it. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not exploring, looking for. <laughs> I'm new, not exploring new stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I do some, but really not. Like mm-hmm. I kind of have like most of what I use is I buy a lot of it, and that's it. I sure, mean, you I get that. They'll quit making it. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. No, that's the thing. <laughs> and that, whenever they say, "Hey, we're done making this," I'll, I've bought y'all. I've bought boxes of. I have Zoom tubes at my house right now that I love that they quit making a long time ago. I bought hundred more than a hundred packs of them probably when they mm-hmm. went out. Mm-hmm. Common scenario in our house. He opens up 
a package. He'll hold up a bait and go, you know what this is? You know how much I paid for this? And he'll tell me, I'll be like, what? And he's like, they don't make them anymore. That I'm like, anymore. <laughs> that he's like, I found it on eBay. I'm like, okay. What's the longest you've, or the, <laughs> the furthest you've gone to get something back that you've, you know, allure or whatever, something oh, that you love goodness. that you're like, oh, that's no. a good, dude, that's funny. Cause I've, I've, gone, went, I've went to some extremes. I've gone to extremes. <laughs> to oh, I'll swim back. down and go get them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 100%. What's your most expensive bait, sir? Oh, we got to talk oh, about yeah. that. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. perfect. Great question. Great question. <laughs> what is my most expensive bait? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, are I you allowed? It. Do you not want to tell? It's cool if you it's, don't. We, you know, embarrassing. Is it I, a secret? I have swim baits that are, I mean, three hundred dollars or more, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay, perfect transition. <laughs> perfect transition. Don't get mad at him. <laughs> I know, uh, right? I'm like, uh, he did this in the spirit of of the podcast. Um, so, Rock Outdoors, if you want to stock up on all this gear that we're about to talk about, Rock Outdoors has got it. They, mm-hmm. I promise, they have it. If they don't have it. You can talk to our boy Shane over there. He'll mm-hmm. get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, no. I mean, they'll get it. We're gonna be there. So I'm, I'm going to go check dude, it out after mm-hmm. this. Yeah, we, but he had we'll, some, uh, we had a podcast we'll, episode. We'll give you the behind the scenes how to talk to the the right people over there. All right, <laughs> but um, he uh, there's no right people. They're all they're all the right yeah, people. But uh-huh. um, but yeah, they we had an episode over there because they were helping us with a paddle trip that we were doing. The land trust was doing. And they brought out some. Well, they they, mm-hmm. they brought us some baits first that were. I don't, do you remember the name of them? Some baits. You, they're locally made. They're, they're baits, handmade. They're tater hog. They had tater hogs. They had tater and hogs. And we're going to talk about that one too. I it love, was tater I hogs. Love, I was, love his was baits. It, they come and it's clear lid and it's kind of like and a, a wooden, wooden box. Yes. Wooden box uh-huh. with sawdust in it. Uh-huh. That's it. Tater okay. Hog. So he brought those it. out. Well, well, some of the, so he makes some of those swim baits, but then there's a, there's a few other companies that make them tater hog. Well. It was a tater hog. I know it was tater yeah, hog. Tater hog. But he's local. He yep. makes them. Mm-hmm. I got an order with him right now. I'm waiting to get a couple more. Like I. I love his baits. He doesn't. He has no clue who I am. I throw his stuff all the time. Really? And Rock oh, Outdoors. Yeah. Hey Shane, you're welcome. Yeah. Hey, that's what that's what the and pros they, use, if, guys. If yeah, they have get, those down there, <laughs> we're definitely driving here. Yeah, they got They got a lot of them. Yeah. And so we walk in. We and so before we do the podcast, we kind of peruse the store. It's the first time I'd ever been there. Wow. Um, Sam been there a couple of times, and so kind of shopping for what I'm gonna buy after we get done with the podcast and whatever. And uh, we go by the the glass case by, by the register. There's some some bass lures in the glass case. Tater look, hogs. That's the I, good ones. I look mm-hmm. at Sam. I was like, well, they keep these locked up. I don't know what's going on here? <laughs> and uh, we look, and one of them. I forget what the price tag was on it. It was three figures. It was three figures and upper three figures at that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Sam asked me, anybody ever buy one of those? And I think they said, yeah. People buy them, mm-hmm. and yeah, they were. I, asked, <laughs> I was like, I was like, is there a camera in it? Like, you see the fish bite? Does it work? make ice or something for <laughs> icing them down? When you, uh, but uh, so gear. Let's talk about the basic setup. Now we've talked about you won a boat. Is that the boat you're fishing on now? Uh, so I I I won the Z19. I sold the Z19, and I got the Z20. Okay. So I went one size up. One size up. So it needed a little more room. Plus, you got a family when you take the family fishing. Exactly. I get it. You need 20 foot. Yeah. I totally get it. Um, so you got the Z20. On your Z20 for a tournament day, what's on the boat? Just to, And we'll start. I'll make it easy so because I know there's a ton on the boat. Um, rods. Give me your four I mean, I know you're going to have more than four rods on there, but give me your four rods you're taking. My go-tos yep. right now? Mm-hmm. If I'm pulling up right now on the lake, I'm going to have um, 
I'm trying to, do you want brands like of yeah, Rod Reels yeah, or just yeah, like yeah, yeah, your bait. combo, yeah, combo. All right, so I got a right now. I got a lose uh, mag speed spool rigged up on a uh, on a mag hammer rod with a buzz bait. Mm-hmm. It's a great buzz bait rod. It's got just enough tip in it. When they come up and hit it, they they get it. I mean, and buzz bait something I'm gonna have on all summer probably, and then. Next to that, I'm going to have the same rod and reel set up with a bluegill swim bait that we were just mm-hmm. talking about Yeah, that I'm twitching around up on stuff right now. And then, of course, I'm going to have a uh, – I'm not a big spinning reel guy, but I'm definitely going to have a spinning reel rigged up. Um, Why is that? Sinkos, skipping yeah. Sinkos up around trees totally and all that kind of stuff right now. It's not now. cool to do, but by no, God, it works. It works. <laughs> it works. And so, uh, yeah, I'll have a uh, – I, uh, the Lose just came out with uh, with some new spinning uh, reels and rods this, in the last like year or two, mm-hmm. and I really like their new pro model reel. It's fantastic, and um, yeah. So I got I have one of those rigged up with a Cinco seven foot uh, medium heavy action rod, and um, then probably a Carolina rig, yeah, with, on like a seven six medium heavy. Mm-hmm. Another Lose probably a custom pro reel and uh yeah maybe a couple a couple crankbait rods yeah we're it. not giving too much of your industry secrets away are we no okay no, i feel like that was a sta- i feel like that was a pretty standard uh-huh. like that's what i would have and then mm-hmm. I, pretty much you know if it's if we get a good overcast day we'll run the bank mm-hmm. if it gets too beaten down hot we'll wander off the bank line but. line preferences overall um obviously for that's your spinning question. rod it's going to be totally different but Buzz bait rod. Yep. What's your line? Sixty five pound test power pro. Power pro. Yep. If you'd had that on that fish you were talking about earlier, that fish wouldn't have broke off. You're talking to a Florida boy though. I go big on everything just about. Mm-hmm. I mean, until I gotta peel it down. Well the cool thing about well, there's drawbacks to braid, but the cool thing about it is is the diameter is way smaller than monofilament, so you can get a way bigger pound yep. test and yep. get way more line on. The drawback is it digs in if you if you jerk it up against a stump and you're trying to pull it loose. Well, even after you catch a fish, you almost got to cast it out, straight strip it loose. for a second, yep. and then then you're good. I keep a bottle of uh, a little squirt bottle mixed up with some Dawn dish detergent, make it nice and slick. Yep, it seems to help. I do that. I throw that uh, dish detergent on when they're when I'm sight fishing. Mm-hmm. I'll take a I got a, a squirt gun to roll around with on the bank and just clear. Pollen. Clear off, clear all the pollen off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. It's a good trick. It's a good trick. It is. Yep. It's paid off for me several times. <laughs> too. It's a good trick. Dawn, Dawn's handy. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh for those that aren't hardcore bass fishermen, but they're thinking about signing up for this tournament. There's you a line combo, line rods, reels, and some even some baits. We're not going to give you too many more baits, but there's some baits. Um, and I think anything in the Zoom soft plastic lineup. I mean, I think. You oh know, yeah you're not gonna go wrong you can't go wrong um let's talk about the boat a little bit electronics and i'm selling all this for rock outdoors because they're they got it all yeah are you uh how evolved are you in your electronic setup right now we were talking about that on the way here <laughs> because I, i'm I, sure you want to be more evolved than you are if you're like me like <laughs> i i you know i think we're at this really interesting point in fishing you know like i i have i have a um I don't know. I think it's the ten or twelve inch Garmin on the front with the pan with the live scope. You got live scope. Okay, oh, yeah. well, you're pretty evolved then. That's- I'm. I, I've. I have. 
And then outside of the, the Garmin Live Scope, I have two big hummingbirds. Okay. That I like. I, I've always loved hummingbird. I know their mapping really well. Um, but the Live Scope is... And they is, link up with your Minn Kota, too. Exactly. Yeah. For, for the old tricks. They all talk together, and I got the talons in the back. So that's always been the show that I've run. But that new Live Scope is very interesting. I, I think it is game-breaking. I, 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 I want it. I don't have it. I, I I've dropped a well. It's we were talking about on the way here. I dropped an ungodly amount of money on that unit to know, start the I, season. Yeah, I know what they cost, and <laughs> um, and I wouldn't have bought it had I not won a boat last year. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. I, it yeah. was yeah. You paid for it by yeah, fishing exactly. So I I bought it, but I you know I, we we were talking about on the way here. You know, we're at this really interesting point in fishing where I don't want to get too far away from our roots to where sure. I feel like tapping into what's happening in the moment and feeling what the fish are doing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to abandon that to look at a screen, and that's the oh, conflict yeah. I'm living just in like right the now. Fish you caught when you won the boat, dude. You saw him under the dock when you're easing by, and you're like, "There he is." There he is. That's it. It wasn't. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's right. always been my style. I'm very much like I have the electronics, and I I use them. I know how to use them, but I love to. I fish with my eyes. I mean, yeah. like I'm mm-hmm. I'm a classic Florida. You know, the deepest we're going is nine, ten foot. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it. So it's like everything we do is with our eyes. So read the structure, just, read the bank, all that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I got like reading the bank to me is is such a huge part of fishing that it feels really weird to start to abandon it now in 2021. Look, just staring at a screen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's and I'm brought doing you a it, long way. And I'm doing you know? it now, but it's like this weird thing where I, I don't know that I want to. It's like I, I really enjoy. I feel like I'm leaving what I'm good at to look at a screen. And it's this weird trade-off mm-hmm. that's kind of happening in our sport right now. And I don't know how I feel about it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh, in the catfishing world, live scope really changed things up. Because, uh, you know, you can read the bank and, and read the water to an extent. But catfish live on the bottom for the most part. Yeah. And when live scope came out, the guys that had it won. Yeah. The guys it, it, that didn't, didn't. It's yeah. like that in bass right now too, though. I mean, they, they, if you look at the top guys in in our sport right now, I mean, they are very proficient at the live scope. Mm-hmm. Do you think there will be a move to outlaw certain technologies? I, 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 I think this is the conversation that least needs to be had, mm-hmm. only for the reason that this. I don't want a kid who grows up fishing a pond his whole life to be outclassed because he didn't have the money Mm -hmm. to pay for the electronics to learn how to fish at that level. I just think it's a, I don't want to lose our roots. And Mm -hmm. I think we're at this really interesting crossroads where if we're not careful, we can be an elitist sport. That's Mm -hmm. not really where we come from. And that's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. Mm -hmm. Hunting is, is the same way. I mean, we've got trail cameras that send pictures to our phones and all kinds of crazy technology that's scary and, probably shouldn't exist the live scope is the water version of the drone i mean and, oh and absolutely. i mean so absolutely you know and there's already legislation for hunting and use of drones and things like that and i don't, I don't think that's a bad thing i think you're right i mean it's you know you want it to be it's not a video game it's not it's, a video game it's a real deal so and, and i think we at least need to entertain the conversation when or when do we draw the line mm-hmm, sure if it's not this one when yeah. when do we say this is it? Yeah, sure. Because I do think at a certain point it's going to reach. Mm-hmm. It's no longer there's no mystery left. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when we take the that's mystery, perfect way to say it. When yeah. we take the mystery out, you've I thought about this ever, as much as we have. I have. Yeah. Oh, he has. I put a lot of thought. <laughs> well, even I'll say being on the boat with you, 
I'll hear you say phrases like, this looks good. Mm-hmm. There should be a fish here. Mm-hmm. Let's stop here and see what we catch. Whereas I think, you know, people, I don't know how many kids are going to have live scope, but you know, let's say daddy's rich and he does have live scope. Mm-hmm. Uh, you lose that a little bit of instinct with that fishing. There's no need to go. This looks good. I think you just look at your screen oh, and go. It's not good. Or it is good. It's, right. They're here. They're not here. They're here. They're not here. I'm, I'm not even looking. I don't even have to look. I'm just, I'm here. I'm video game fishing. They're here. All right, let's do it. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, it's it, a conversation that needs to be had. Yeah. Like I said, if it's not this one, this might need to be it. Yeah. This might yep. need to be the final evolution. Mm-hmm. At it's, least in, in tournament angling. It's one thing if you're just doing it for fun. Exactly. You need the tech or want the tech. Or, or in practice. If you say, hey, you can use all this in practice when the event starts. Yeah. Un- yeah it's it. off. Un- I kind of have this idealist view of what I would like imagine a pro to be. It's, you know. Yeah. I would, want the, I would want Bill the dance type guy. I would want know? the pro to be, you know, I don't need any of it. I can. I'm an outdoors. I'm an outdoors person. You know. I. I'm that's a fisherman. Me. I would love. I would almost love to see another tour emerge. That's just no electronics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure. John boats we're only. All, we're all <laughs> just in it, and we'll see who comes out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. I would. I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, That'd be cool. I've heard. I don't know if this analogy plays out perfectly, but I've heard people say, you know, you you hand John Mayer a ten thousand dollar guitar. Yeah, it sounds amazing. Hand him out. $2,000. It still sounds amazing because mm-hmm, he's sure. John Mayer. Yeah, yeah. sure. He Tiny knows. Up. You know what I mean? It's it's similar to me in that sense of like, you, if you're good, you should be good no matter mm-hmm, what you've sure. got going on. That's totally sure. true. And all of these, all the guys that are your age and older that are pros, you know, you became pros not because of the technology, but because of an ability to fish yeah, and when there wasn't technology. And time right. on, time yeah. on the water. I mm-hmm. mean, I... I've, yeah. Spent more times walking ponds, stomping around, mm-hmm. learning how these fish move and behave, mm-hmm. and I feel like we're sh- we're shortcutting it a little bit mm-hmm. for this next gen coming up, where they don't have to learn what I learned. They just got to look at the screen and see mm-hmm. if they're there or not. Totally. And mm-hmm. it's kind of this. I don't know. It's an interesting conversation. I'm open to the conversation for sure. To, what I, to what be I love, if you're fishing with live scope, what I love is when you don't see anything and you still fish it and you still catch one that's like that was a nice fish. And he, you never knew he was going to be there, according to LiveScope. I like yep. that because I'm like, huh, I knew exactly. better than that. Exactly, stupid, exactly, stupid piece exactly. of crap. Exactly. <laughs> you know? It's true. It's so true. I do like that when that happens. That's good. And it's fun looking at him on the screen and making the cast and catching them. I'm not going to lie. I've had a lot of fun oh, doing it. Oh, for sure. But there's also this part of me that's like, yep. whoa. <laughs> 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 like, this is a little bit insane right yeah, now. Yeah, it's alien like, technology. I would have never made that cast had I not had this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh-huh. I'm very aware of that. You yeah. know, it's like. Uh-huh. I was wondering how it was affecting the the bass world because I haven't talked to anyone really about. Oh my goodness! About it. But I know with catfish and and crappie and and things where you're looking for structure on the bottom all the time and you, you know, it a, it's game breaking. It's changing it. I mean, it is a hundred percent a different game. Yep, no question. Yeah. Well, what you got left, Cody? Well, that was the gear, the short gear talk. Um, I want to talk about. I always want to talk about gear, mm-hmm. dude. Um, but Rock Outdoors has got that kind of thing if you're into it. And uh, we're into it. <laughs> I'm way into it. Um, what? Uh, anything that we didn't talk about that y'all just had burning on your mind to talk about and tell the tell the listeners and and that we didn't ask you or did we ask the right questions about about the tournament trial? Well, I will say this: considering what you guys are passionate about with conservation, I feel like our tour does a very good job of taking care of the fish that we receive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to talk about keeping fish alive. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. Bring it up. That's a good time. Do it now. It's no mm-hmm. big deal. 
totally. Um, yeah. Talk about talk about what your tournament requires. As far yeah, as so you cannot weigh a dead fish. There's no penalty. Yeah, no, there's nothing no like that. If you weighed. bring in a dead fish, it's not getting weighed. Yeah. Um, and then so the fish goes immediately from uh, their bag of water into our bags without water to the scale. And then we have a company that we outsource Southeastern Pond Management, and they bring a truck with a um, a trailer every time, and they put the fish in the tank with oxygen and a solution to help with the and, slime layer and, and all know, of that. They, they can they make sure everybody's healthy. Yeah. And they if there is a fish that needs fizzing or any you know any little thing, know. they're very good about taking out a hook if an angler couldn't get to it or whatever. Sure. Those guys know exactly what they're doing. And then at the end of the day, uh, at 3 o'clock, those fish go immediately back in the lake. Nice. Yeah. See? Yeah. And that's people, if you don't tournament fish or you're not around it, you probably didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're, we're catching all these fish and then we're having a big fish fry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I always with, laugh with, with those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh with those guys because I'm like, you guys just need to have an FAQ board somewhere close by. Is the, the thing that they get asked the most, what are you going to do with those? Yeah. yeah. Who brought the hush puppies? Yeah, yeah. exactly. exactly. <laughs> what, what, what you going to do with them? Where are y'all dropping those off exactly? Yeah, and where are they going? Coordinates. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and y'all, so. don't, y'all don't give that out, do you? Like where they're getting getting put back. No, they'll tell them. Yeah, they'll tell them. If they're they right ask. there at that yeah. ramp, yeah. you know, yeah. or that ramp. ramp and yeah. yeah, right there. I mean, yeah, if you hang out long enough, you definitely see where they all go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Talk yeah. about your system keeping – so, and this is the – to me, in tournament fishing, this is the biggest struggle besides finding fish and catching fish keeping them alive and healthy in the boat from that period. Now, the cool thing about your tournament is yeah. they only have to stay in there an hour. Yeah. Well, and that, that that's, to me, the beautiful thing. Like, I yeah. especially when you catch one of these deep fish where, you know. Yeah, you pull them out of cold water, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's like I, I, rec- I can recognize it immediately, drive straight to the weigh-in, and get that fish. Get it weighed and then weighed, taken care of. Weighed and taken care of. Back and in water. I don't have to worry about What's it. What's your protocol if you've, if you've got – uh, if you're holding some fish in the live well, I mean, obviously your live well's got aeration in it. Right. Um, you you can't fish without an aerated live well. You're not allowed to fish the tournament. Not nope. allowed to fish without an aerated live well. Yep. <laughs> or or just some system. Some system. system. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So. Yep. But I uh, I I really like to use um, G juice. Okay. I like, put, I like to put a little bit of G juice in there, and and this is going to sound a little bit crazy too, but I I try to keep like a some kind of can of Coke or bottle of Coke handy. Because if you catch one and you... I'm listening. Them, you're telling me something I don't know. If you hook them in the tongue or you do something where they're bleeding, you can pour Sprite or Coke or whatever, and it'll stop the bleeding most of the time. Oh, no kidding. It's very, okay. very efficient. So did not know that. Yeah, it's something that I, I do to kind of try and keep handy so that we can, you know, make sure we don't That's lose good, any. Where did you learn that at? Uh... I don't even remember who who the first time I saw that at was, but just you know, it actually happened to me late this year. I didn't have one handy. I knew that it worked, but I didn't have one handy. And my co angler had like a he had his lunch you know yeah, lunch bag with him. <laughs> he had like three diet cokes in there, and I was like, "Hey man, can I get a diet coke from you real quick?" And he's like, "Yeah." I cracked the can on it, and it saved the fish. I mean, the fish made it all the way to weigh in. Great. And had he not had a diet coke. I probably would have just had to throw that fish back yep. mm-hmm. because you can't call a dead fish when, once you've caught it. I mean, yeah, it stays sure. in your bag. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely something to keep handy mm-hmm. huh. with fish gear. Yeah, that's – I learned something right there. didn't know that. I will I will steal that, though. Yeah, it's good. I'll use that. It works. Um, 
Yeah, so that's kind of how it works. That's how the that's how this tournament trial works. That's what these yeah. guys are doing, and yeah. y'all are having a good time doing it. it sounds yeah. like. Yeah. I think something we failed to mention earlier, because a lot of people want to know this too, is how do you get nine hundred anglers on the water launching? How do you yeah, launch? That's a great question. Yeah, that's true. You can launch anywhere, anywhere, anywhere on the lake. Anywhere, anywhere, anywhere on the lake. You can launch at your favorite spot and your bet. Your you can even ramp. during the day if you launch, you know, way up lake or whatever, you can trailer your fish back. Yep. No kidding. Yeah. Yep. yeah. So. But the way that they do that is they have, for each tournament, because of time change and different variables, they'll have a um, a time for that tournament and say, you know, first cast is 6.15 a.m. Mm-hmm. We will text you, but if for some reason your uh, provider you know blocks us, time. you know the start time is 6.15, and when your phone says it, you can cast, and you can start looking at your, or your mm-hmm. screens and sure. whatnot. Yeah. Cool. Um and so then people were like, well, how do you keep people honest? And it goes uh, back to that. Take a polygraph poly. and yep. we'll, we sort out the people who didn't play fair. And then the people that did play fair get to play. Yeah. And so sure. Yeah. And these Go guys on. have been in the business so long. They, they you can good. kind of pick up pretty quick who walks up and who's been playing by the rules and who hasn't. Yeah. Man, that, so yeah. this will, let's close it out with this or a couple things, but, um, so traditional fishing tournaments, there's a lot of hoopla around, like before blast off and the captain's meetings, the, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if this tournament does a Calcutta or not. Um, when a lot of the tournaments that I've done in the past, the public gets to participate through the Calcutta. So they'll buy a team, like it's auctioned off and who they think is going to win or whatever. Is that something that's going on with this tournament? No. Oh, well maybe mm-hmm. you guys can look into that. It's, <laughs> it's some gambling action. Yeah, yeah, for real. Uh, but uh, anyway, so that's always fun. Like Calcutta brand, like that's where yeah. they got the, you know, the Calcutta. So, and then the other thing with that is like the captain's meetings and stuff. Is that something that y'all are having where everybody's got to show up and they've got to listen to a spiel on safety? Or you, nope. when you sign up, you get yeah. a safety when sheet you, so and that's it? When you sign up, they text you the rules. I mean, you most of the time they will text like the rules out, but you're assumed that you were on the website to sign up. Yeah, today, you, mm-hmm. you should click over and read the rules. You have to say that you did, actually. And, you and have to sign say, something. You have to sign you, something that says you did read the rules. Electronically And if you did not read the rules, then... Yeah. It, it's DQ. they're going to ask you on the polygraph probably. exactly yeah. exactly so the first thing that when you sit down and take the polygraph did you read the rules for this tournament so no. here's or, a, uh, yeah. you di- or you didn't read the rules did you yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so well. a possible scenario which i don't think necessarily happens but a possible scenario is you weren't one of the t- first 250 anglers to sign up mm-hmm. so you don't come by the day before the tournament to pick up your rod you sign up for the event online because that's how we're doing it now. It's all online. Mm-hmm. You fish all three days. Let's say you don't catch anything. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks, but possible. Mm-hmm. So you never come across the stage. You go home. Theoretically, you could never see us. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? That and doesn't that, that, happen. Uh, th- guys, come by. Oh, they're going yeah, to gonna come by. And see yeah, just stage. to make sure it, it exists. You know what yeah. I mean? It doesn't happen. But. Yeah, make sure it exists. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just pay your money to something. <laughs> Look, wait, wait, wait. The stressed out fisherman. I'm coming to see what's up. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. Yeah. But, and, and, of course, you know, they've got all kinds of T-shirts and whatnot for sale. But, but I, I do love the measure that they that this tournament trail has taken because I do think it takes a lot of the elitist stuff out. You don't have to have a 250 horsepower to get to your first spot on before mm-hmm. somebody yeah, else. Yeah, if you put it in somewhere else, you don't have to race. You can yeah. put it anywhere you want. There's no you big race. You can't use, like, a kayak or anything like that. But yep. if, as long as your boat has a motor, 
Yeah. Wow. I, yeah. That's the only rule. I like that. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. yeah. It takes the, it makes it safer too. Blast off's dangerous. I it mean, is dangerous. I mean, right? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. sketchy coming out of there. Yeah. Yeah. We've, yeah, been, yeah. we've been in some fun ones. Me too. I love trying to pass. Rubbin's racing, dude. Rubbin's racing. I tell you what, there's nothing like a bunch of uh, grumpy fishermen first thing in the morning trying to get through the lock. Yeah. Out on down there in Florida, man. Oh my goodness, we were. I swapped so much fiberglass fighting my way through to get into that oh, lock Lord. first thing. You uh, you don't duck hunt, do you? No. Try an opening day duck hunt on Fort York. <laughs> it's going to make your bass fishing yeah, experience you, look like, yeah, you won't have a fiberglass yeah. boat after that. You not have a piece of fiberglass. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, buddy. Um, where where can everybody find you? I know we've talked about yours a little bit, but you have an Instagram, Braden yep. Rakes, TikTok. More people follow me on TikTok than Insta. I, my Instagram, I'm hairy on posting, but TikTok I post pretty regularly. I've heard – so. I'm skeptical about any more social medias. I'm like, man, I've got enough. You know, I'm I'm at the point where I'm getting rid of some. Yeah. But I have friends that I trust that are like, TikTok's awesome. I'll tell you, I'm I was the most skeptical person ever about TikTok. But I'm just gonna tell you my personality. I'm I don't like to read people's novels on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of over like let's like mm-hmm. write a, our whole life story. I love TikTok because it's a video. If I'm into it, I can keep watching it. If I'm out, I just swipe to the next and you one. Moderate, and you moderate your what you're seeing. So it's like exactly. uh, my interests are, yeah. Mm-hmm. So the cool thing is, is like if there's a video that pops up that you don't like, you just hold down your finger on it, pop up and say, don't show me videos like this anymore or from this user or whatever. And you can set it up to where, like literally all I get is like fishing videos. Mm-hmm. Like I'm yeah. on there. Well, it's I like all, having a phone full of fishing videos. I know. It's mm-hmm. like I get, a, yeah. I can pull up my phone and watch like yeah. an hour worth of fishing mm-hmm. stuff at night and then go to bed and it's, yeah, sure. you know. Well, maybe that's what my wife's doing on her phone. <laughs> Looking at fishing videos. Yeah. Yeah. Right, that's me. Well, it's cool. <laughs> you, it, it, you know, the algorithm learns you. I mean, it's weird. But yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I've heard, I've heard from all Mikey people. Just got, like it. You know, uh-huh. Mikey, who you just met a little while ago, um, she just got TikTok and she was telling me, yeah. She thought I might like it, but mm-hmm. I'm not how, there. Not there yet. How about the big bass tour? Where will people yeah. find uh, social media? All the social media stuff um, you're doing all, a lot of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Big Bass Tour. At Big Bass Tour. Yeah. At Big Bass Tour, and then go to BigBassTour.com to sign up for local tournaments. All about yeah. that bass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's right. That's what we're gonna name this episode. Mm-hmm. All about that bass. Yeah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. I like it. Thank y'all so much for coming. Yeah, thanks, thanks for having us. Yeah, it's it's great, great coming out. Yeah, it's been it's been awesome. I, man, I love talking fishing. Uh, Me too. I can talk fishing all day. I got enough fish stories. We, we, I love fish. Y'all have to just come back. You win next time. You win a tournament. Come yeah. back and talk. Or you were like, even why if you don't win? Even if you don't win, but you, Five you will hours win. Long. Yeah. I'll, uh, <laughs> Smith Mountain. Yeah. Y'all, so you, do it so in the fall. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a good event. Yeah, let's go. Such a good go. event. October. All right. Here October's first. getting close to hunting season. Yeah. Uh oh. I think. Ooh, it was close to hunting season last year. Do you remember if it overlapped? I can't remember. Don't remember. Yeah, if we're getting into. If Gosh, we're getting into such a good time. If we're getting into muzzleloader season, Cody might be. Yeah, I'll be out. Oh, that's, that's when Major League Fishing came here. I didn't show up for. <laughs> I came at night to gas up the generators so they could charge their boats. And dude, I didn't go to one thing. <laughs> I was like, guys, I'm hunting. I don't care how, yeah. how good of a fisherman you are. <laughs> it's deer season. <laughs> I hear you. Oh, well, thank y'all for coming, and we'll hopefully see y'all again soon. Sounds good. Yeah, thanks, uh, good. If you like the content and you'd like it to keep coming, you should still know that this podcast is just one of the tools that we use here at Three Rivers Land Trust to further our conservation mission. Our number one priority and purpose has always been to conserve land and natural resources for future generations 
and to be a voice for wildlife to ensure that they have habitats forever here in North Carolina. The podcast is just a byproduct to further that mission. To be a part of the team in the fight for the conservation mission, you should visit our website at www.3riverslandtrust.org.